Shut up and sit down. My little dog is outside howling the howl of his people because I won't let him stay in the house during the podcast because um, I close my office door during the podcast. And if he's outside the door, he whines and cries at the door. And if he's inside the room, he assumes I'm talking to him since he's the only other person in here. And, yeah, I did call my dog a person. Deal with it. Um, So he has to go outside, and, and now he's crying and acting like his world is over. Melody's hurt my feelings already in the chat room. How dare you have salted caramel patriotism without me? What's wrong with you? Anyways, tonight's topic is about um, uh, the big short challenge on Rough Trade. Um, I posted a new challenge today, and it's called Surrender, um, because Julie asked for one. Um, And I've had an email... Uh, I guess a couple of weeks ago asking why the short challenge wasn't more they didn't say this but what they meant was why aren't you giving me more to work with I don't find these single word prompts very inspiring Um, and the point of a single word prompt is to make you think to make you explore that word and what that word means to you and how it relates to characters Um, and On a for real note, it's not actually my job to inspire you. I don't get paid to do that kind of thing. It's not. It it really isn't. Um, The goal of the the Big Short Challenge is to uh, explore a concept in a confined space to develop your your word economics and, more importantly, to to demonstrate uh, the structure of a scene. Um, you have a thousand words. That's more than enough for a scene. It's more than enough to have a beginning, a middle, and an end, and to tell a story. And the point is, is that every scene in your novel should tell a small story, and it should have impact on the bigger story you're telling. And if your scenes don't do that, then they serve no purpose and they don't belong in your narrative. You can get rid of it. Let it go. Except for porn. You can you can always keep the porn. Um, so <clears throat> that's the point of the big short challenge to to uh to to hone your word economics. Uh and to um, to help structure your scenes and to teach you 
the value of a scene and the value of your words. And the reason it is a single word challenge and not anything giant or big or huge or a question or um, uh, fandom specific is because that isn't the point. The point is to make you think. And confining you in a small space with word count and with other factors isn't going to teach you anything. You aren't going to learn anything. This is about teaching yourself, not me teaching you. And others, you're looking at their examples and how they're approaching the challenge, and that's just as important as what you are doing. So you look at the way Lady Holder approaches um, a thousand words, and, and you look at the way that Jilly does it, and the way that I do it, and the way Azure is doing it, because Azure is participating in the um, thousand word challenges, I believe. Uh, and there are a couple others. Uh, what they're showing you is a window into their small process. And the small process is the foundation of your novel. So I hope that makes sense. And that's what that's about and um, uh, why it is so uh, deceptively simple and also why the word count is what it is. So Lady Holder's on the air and... um, we're going to talk about this for a little bit, and then we're probably going to go off the rails and talk about whatever the hell comes up, as one does. Yeah, we have we have this slight problem of never actually paying attention anymore to what the actual topic is. Um, I beg your pardon. Jillian and I stayed on topic most of the night last night. <laughs> I'm very proud of you. <laughs> it took how many yankings back? Um, no, don't be mean to me. I've had a difficult week. Not, yeah, I know you have. Um, <laughs> okay, so the the small, um, doing a, doing a thousand words, sometimes, the, sometimes the, the, the idea you start is way more than a thousand words, and that normally shows up pretty quick because you blow past a thousand and just keep on going. Um, sometimes it is far less. I mean, um, I think you've done under a thousand a couple times. Yeah, but Unless, that's the point between 500 and a thousand words. So that yeah. there's no requirement there that you actually hit a thousand on a dot. Because that's mm-hmm. not actually difficult to do. And the two times that I've done it in the short, I actually edited down to make it. Mm-hmm. So, but, um, yeah. But there's, I mean, <laughs> on the one that I did with uh, wet, um, that one I actually wasn't trying to make it short or make it long. Um, I had this one very set scene in my head, and I wanted to do that one. And it was Rodney and, and John and a popsicle. And it worked out really good. And um, it wasn't long. And that's that's the thing. It just 
in and of itself, it was a very uh, self-contained story. <laughs> and that's, I think, the... Non-Can says in the chat room, when it comes to word ca- um, on the economy, I have no chill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm a wordy bitch, too. You might have noticed. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, I'm going to cheerfully admit at least a couple of, of the stuff that I've got started for um, my Stargate for Little Black Dress. It, no, it's not going to be 15,000 words. It might be lucky if I make it to 20 and blow past that if I'm doing what I think <laughs> I'm going to end up doing. Damn it. <sighs> that one's just a I fun time. All my Little Black Dresses, even the Harry Potter one under 15K this time, I was really proud of myself. I was incredibly proud of you for that because Harry Potter you normally look at Harry fifteen K. You you normally look at that and sigh and just go, Okay, I'll deal. Whatever the, the <laughs> word uh count is. <laughs> it, it is what it yeah. is. I, I, I can't even it is. I don't even know why I yeah. keep trying, but then sometimes I succeed and I'm like, Yay. I think that's why you keep trying, because you wanna do it one of these days legit and without editing. <laughs> you know? So the the thing with um, the prompts that you're putting up, I look at them and the first time we had something like this where it was, um, sometimes it was a phrase, sometimes it was a, a word. There was a couple times it was an image. It was on different roads. Um, different roads? Yeah. Yeah, different roads. Um I kind of looked at the the word count and laughed and just kept on going. This time I'm actually trying to stick with it. And you well, you're not allowed to post if you go over. <laughs> this is true. Um, <laughs> Stay on your hard drive for two years. <laughs> uh-huh. It's uh, you've mentioned, and what I was going to say is you mentioned it before that your word economics, your word choices, um, have to actually be germane to the story. You can't just your flight of fancy actually has to work. Right. Well if I'm gonna go off the deep end of, of fun and, and joy and you know the the latest one that you put up, um that's gonna be a little bit more I already know that one's gonna be a little harder to do. I'm probably going to ram right into a thousand words. (laughs) That's the point, though. The point is Uh to stretch yourself. And also, although some of you present company included, Uh these aren't supposed to be continuations of other works. They're supposed to be confined, completed (laughs) works. Because the point is is to teach you something about your process. Now, earlier up in the chat room, um, someone said that one of the reasons why they write fan fiction is to um, uh, is because they really enjoy the vanity scenes, the, the 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 scenes that really serve no purpose in their plot. And I'll be the first one to admit that I'm very I'm very inclined to do that in my fan fiction. Um, I did it. Uh, the tightest work I've ever done in fan fiction is probably No Enemy Within. Mm-hmm. 
but I was indulgent as fuck in ties that bind. <laughs> but you had a good time you, with that one. If you want to move eventually into professional work, you need to develop these skills. And um, mm-hmm. because uh, one of my goals as a writer is to always um, improve and encourage others to improve their craft, um, Rough Trade exists, and now the workshop exists, and the challenge mm-hmm. is what it is. And so I, you know, I fully indulge in a whole bunch of, of vanity. And, I, and to, to be perfectly honest, um, because I do write for a living, um, all of my fan fiction is vanity. Mhm. But I do it anyway. I need to. I need True. stress relief. Well, it is. I mean, I will admit the the most stressful writing I do, the most stressful um, editing I do, is the stuff that I have for for the the professional um, books that I've done. That you said you'd had a half bottle of wine with your first one. I I was I was raising my hand right there with you, saying I had did the same damn thing. Because that's because you have to divorce yourself from your work, and that's difficult at first. Probably my first two it's, years, it was very difficult. I'm still times in. It's still it's still difficult. It's, yeah, she's just a big baby. Okay, and I did it, and I sucked <laughs> it up, and I dealt. And for the most part, I didn't act like a snot. You know, I'm. <laughs> you know, I'm. I'm. This is what you know. Except the for, like, editor afterwards. does what the editor does. Well, of course, afterwards is afterwards. Then I can sit there and breathe and just you know get all bitchy about the whole thing. But during the process, you know, I've got somebody who is relying on me to be professional about something, even if all I want to do is sit there and stop my feet and say no, no, no. Um, I can't do that. Well, the fact is, is that you're um, you're. In the perspective of professional works, you are a very new writer. Um, and yeah. when when you are new at something, um, I remember being personally offended by practically every edit. <laughs> it was, I was like, oh my God, you bitch, how dare you? <laughs> What's wrong with it? Nothing's wrong with it. You're just evil. I didn't say this to my editor. I just thought it a lot. And sometimes yelled it at my I muttered husband. it. I muttered it at my computer. <laughs> my computer got a lot of shit for that. But, you know, it's it's a case of I had to, you know, suck it up and deal and, you know, occasionally disagree because, you know, that I there were certain things I liked better. And, hey, you know, I put them back in and... Some of them stayed, some of them didn't, and off we go. I think one of the best pieces of advice I got as a new writer um, came from um, a writer who'd been published at that point in her life for 15 years. Um, She said to me, uh, I know, right? Um, Yeah, she she published with Harlequin back in the day. I was like, damn, girl. They were so used to posting. Yeah, dude, you're brave. (laughs) 
My editing is a walk in the park compared to that shit. <laughs> you get things in the mail. Mailman brings you a manuscript with scribbles on it, and you're like, what the fuck is this? I don't know what to do with this. Yeah, well, the fun part is, is you, you also have to, she had to print that out to fit the requirements and get it all neat and tidy and pray and to Mail it off and mail that shit and have more copies. And, yeah, well, there, there's, there's really hoping that, A, she didn't stick the, the only copy of it she had in the mail, and the mail lost it, which would have sucked. No, no. Back then, you had to make four copies, one for yourself. Um, mm-hmm. And then if you didn't have an agent, you'd be sending those copies out, and you just hope that you'd get oh. them back with an envelope with it. But anyway, she'd been published for 15 years at that point, and she said to me, this is your book. Mm-hmm. Your book. But this is your publisher's product, and you have agreed to let them sell it. What mm-hmm. you want for your book is no longer more important than what your publisher wants for their product because they're giving you money. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Lip quivering. Uh, yes. <laughs> it was totally quivering. Okay. <laughs> yes. I, you know, look, I get, I, I get paid for my stuff. I'm gonna admit it. I I I did my stuff. I I turned in this option. I signed the contract. I had to deliver. She also told me she says, frankly, after you sign a contract, it doesn't matter if they pay you a dime. If you don't make anything, they still own it. I'm like, shut up. You're hurting my feelings. (laughs) Oh God. You know. It was terrible. It, it is. It is. I mean, but you know what? Actually, um, at um, the editing experience changed for me over the years, and now I don't even blink. I'm, I'm very, um, um, it just doesn't even face. To get there. In your case, maybe like five. I don't know. <laughs> Thanks. I, I swear to God, I'm making your, your demon baby honestly, face. Honestly. I think it depends on your age and um, the authority you have in your life because the authority you have over your life and you end up, you have a great deal of authority over your life mm-hmm. and everyday situations and you're actually a boss at your job right now. You have, you have, you have, no, no, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, kind a of, <laughs> it works. Yeah. You have a few minions, right? I have, I got, um, my one of my minions got shared out. I've got one. Oh, she only has one minion at work. Okay, but still, <laughs> you have a great deal of um, authority in your home because your husband's gone most of the time. You're making all yeah. the decisions, um, and now you you have situations where you have other people coming in, and because mm-hmm. you've written fan fiction for a very long time and you didn't share your work with a lot of people, and then in the fan fiction environment you have that and it's probably my fault a little bit, that fuck you mentality, if you don't like my shit, don't read it. Again, more authority. So, and now you're having to surrender your authority over your own work to a certain degree to an editor. And that is very difficult for someone um, who's used to having their... Um, well, here's having the problem, their actually. The law. As, as ridiculous as it is, the first three edits as as... 
traumatizing as seeing all that red ink, if you will, was the first time and the second time and the third time. They didn't bug me much in the long run because it was a case of, okay, I mesh. This, I, I get where this person's going, and it was cool. The last one, I didn't mesh well. And I don't know if it was me and, the, and where I'm, I mentally was at the time or if it was just the case of I finally hit my wall and my back's up. I don't know. But <laughs> I, I it happens. I have an hey. editor at a publishing house that I absolutely fucking refuse to work with ever again as long as I live. But she also told me I couldn't use the word cunt. And come on. I remember that one. That was not a good day. <laughs> I called my agent. Um, she told me I can't use the C word. She says, which C word? <laughs> I said, cunt. They had several. She said, you can't use, of course you can use cunt. This is my agent. She's at lunch. In a restaurant somewhere <laughs> in New York City, saying the cunt word in public. Of course, she it. and so she says, "Hold on a minute." And she takes somebody else's phone and she calls my editor at this um, this publishing house and she says, "Your line editor told so and so that she can't use the word cunt." And I'm like, I can hear conversations in the background from this restaurant taking place. I'm like, "Oh my god, my agent is sitting here in the middle of a restaurant in New York fucking city saying cunt." Like it's candy. <laughs> so a few minutes you know, passed, and she's back on the phone with me, and she says, of course you can use the word cunt. We'll get you a new line editor. I said, okay. Sorry to bother you during lunch. It's no problem. It's no problem at all, honey. Hung up on me. My, cunt. My, my favorite line is actually from a movie with that word, cunt, is from The Inside Man, and it's Christopher Plummer. Okay, um, the guy who was Captain Von Trapp, which is the, the one movie I, re- I will forever associate with this man. And he looks mm. at Jodie Foster's character and he calls her a magnificent cunt. <laughs> I'm in the middle of this movie. I have so, totally been sucked in. I hear that and I'm completely out of the movie going, Captain Von Trapp just called somebody a cunt. <laughs> a magnificent cunt. Yes. <sighs> okay, but yeah, it was. It, it there was a bit of the, the the no, I don't want to, and then it's like I sign the contract, pull up your big girl panties, and do your fucking job. <laughs> and but you know, here's the thing, you know, you, you you're gonna encounter personalities, and we all do that. You're like, oh, I can't work with this. Person. I hope so. And if they don't have one, we've got problems. Well, sometimes personalities um, uh, cause, I think, deeper conflicts when you're not face-to-face with a person. Um, yeah. It, um, even if it's just over-the-phone conversations like like I've had with editors in the past, mm-hmm. sometimes if you can't see their face and you can't see the expression and the eye, you know, their mm-hmm. eye, you, you can't make eye contact, um, it it can cause communication issues. And um, Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the biggest problems when it comes to um, the editing process um, in a professional environment is the lack of person-to-person communication, live in person, I see your face. Do you understand what I'm saying kind of thing? You know, it's it's just, Mm -hmm. um, 
it can cause there's uh, hurt where there shouldn't be hurt, and anger where there probably shouldn't have been anger if you guys had just had that moment of connection where you go, mm-hmm. oh, okay, I see what you mean. And I have gotten absolutely yeah. furious with editors in the past, and I'm like, I'm gonna call your house. <laughs> Because this isn't working over the phone, over the internet. In a call, I'm like, hey, you yeah. know, what do you mean by this? And they'll be like, oh, this is what I meant. And then, and then everything kind of clicks, right? Because you mm-hmm. opened up the communication. But a lot of people, yeah, emoticons, instead of opening, they close. I actually, there were a couple instances where I was going along doing my edit, trying, by the way, trying to stay within word count. Because that was another thing mm. going on here. Um, you know, getting my, my edit done, and there were a couple times where I hit save, and I closed it, and I did something else. <laughs> That's really helpful, divorcing yourself from the situation. Yeah. But I don't want you guys who are listening to this to think that um, it's like, it's not super terrible, traumatic, you never want to do it ever as long as you live. Yes, there no. are parts of the business that can break you if you're not um, – hardy enough for the process and not everybody is and there were times in my life when I was not hardy enough for the process and this is not a weakness this is me acknowledging that there were times in my life where no I can't do that no I can't meet this deadline it's just not going to happen um and uh and acknowledging that isn't the same thing as saying that you're weak just put that out there it's just there are a creative person isn't a factory. There's the thing about this for me is um, I did come from fanfic. Okay, I came from um, yes, the immediate gratification of of seeing my stories up there and it's familiar and it's great and and there's at this point a built-in um, fan base and it's wonderful. And I go through a beta process once, maybe twice. Okay. Um, this was two weeks, about two, two and a half weeks of time. And it was three heavy edits. And there, there was very little time. And, all the pressure that that I normally don't have on this was all crammed into that time period. And to make it even more fun, personal life, my job had changed out from under me at that time. So oh, I had that's that. Right. And, yeah. and yeah. all that stress can really fuck you up. Oh, I God. Mean, I just... And you're thinking to yourself, you want me to change that sentence? I have no idea what to change it to. Oh, my God. <laughs> I on there were words were terrific. I don't know it. <laughs> there were honestly times where I broke out the thesaurus and I typed out the word and I said, "Yeah, I, I need a synonym. Come on, come on, give me something. God damn it!" <laughs> you know, sometimes outside stress can make the idea of changing a single sentence the worst thing that could possibly happen. And so, you know. Um, I don't always have nice things to say about um, publication, but um, at the end of the day, I would not change a thing about 
signing my first contract or, or, or getting my agent, I, I, I wouldn't, I would do it all over again. So, um, cause there's something really awesome about seeing your work published and edited and up on a site and, and, and just on a bookshelf if you're really lucky and you, and you get into a print house in New York and it's just, um, and that is a matter of luck. I mean, th- there's talent involved, but there are thousands upon thousands of super talented writers every year who don't get published. So it's not just talent. It's luck. It's perseverance. Mm-hmm. It's um, hitting the right editor at the right time with the right idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's timing, luck, talent, and it's not, you know, so. Um, one of the, one of the things that got me today. Yeah, me too. One of the things that got me today was um, my company has this huge-ass building, and my department basically wraps around a good third of, my, of this building. And somebody I hadn't seen in about six months, admittedly, we work in the same department, but you know, I, I've got this very narrow area I, I basically live and work in most of the time. I hadn't seen her in ages. She came down. She was she was substituting for somebody and, and was starting to work. And she looks at me and she goes, "Oh hi!" And you know, we're we're chatting back and forth. And she goes, "Wait a second, you write, don't you?" She's like, and I'm like, "Yeah." She goes, "Yeah." One of the people at my office who knows I write and has read my stuff goes, "Your stuff." This person told me about your stuff. She said it was really really hot. I'm like, "Okay, this is fine. I can live with this." And she goes. Can you write down your pen names so that way I can go buy them? It's like, oh, okay, four sales right there. Good, good for me. Here you go. I always find that and, really uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't care at this point. The only the only <laughs> people I get uncomfortable with around anymore, um, frankly, are some of the more obnoxious guys at the office. And for oh, the most part, yeah. if and for the most part, if they start getting obnoxious, it's like, dude, look, the reason I write erotica is because of people like you. They got to get their their joy from someplace. Obviously, they're not from you. <laughs> you know, so go the fuck away. <laughs> Guys with big dicks who can really fuck are almost always a fantasy. <laughs> yes. The problem is, is these guys have little personalities and their dicks are probably microscopic. So, <laughs> not worth the effort. So you know she, you know, she's actually, looking at this and, on a real note. Them bringing up your work um, could be considered sexual harassment. Um, most guys don't. Most of the guys I know in the office don't actually pay attention to it. But the next time one of them does in a way that you don't like, you should point out to them that discussing your erotical work in a work environment with you in a way that makes you uncomfortable is actually sexual harassment. And then just walk away. Yeah, there's that (laughs) one. Just own it and walk away. Mm -hmm. But in this case, it's like she's looking at she's going, okay, that's that's pretty cool. And so to be an even bigger enabler, I pulled up my covers and I handed her the first cover I had which, you know, Mating Hunt, it's the, I still love that cover. And she looked at it and she goes, oh, damn, that's hot. <laughs> and then flip forward a couple more to the next one. She goes, oh, my. Flip forward to the next one. I'm going <laughs> to. Fuck it. Next time you just come put like a naked man on your cover, right? Just just ask for a naked guy. Just, just go all out. <laughs> 
might as well let's go for the the, the semi-standard you know um you know one arm behind the head and and you know the chest all in, in display and a very nice shadow in the in the, the correct spot you know <laughs> Make it discreet. Put a little bit of fuzz around there. I told the editor once at, um, I forget which, it doesn't really matter which company it was. I said, I want a butt cover. And she was like, what? I said, I want a cover with somebody's butt on it. <laughs> you know, I'm looking over there's their shoulder. There's a great ass right there. I want a butt cover. And she laughed. She said, you're not getting a butt cover. I said, are you sure? Because <laughs> I really want one. Oh, damn, I need to... So maybe next time I'll I'm going to ask for a butt cover. <laughs> maybe I can ask for a butt cover next time I'm doing something. I mean. Hell, can it be a naked butt cover? I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask for a naked butt cover. You watch. <laughs> well, you know, aren't you? Getting, cast, you cast you've been or something. <clears throat> you've been flirting with with um the the sequel to that. You're werewolf sick. I I have yes I have. You might be able to get a butt cover out of that. Might might, but I've never had a butt cover, and I've always wanted one. So, um, I might ask for one. Who knows? Butt cover, I, yeah, let's, let's see if we can. First person to get a butt cover gets uh, gets the other <laughs> some chocolate. <laughs> I don't, I don't think it's fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, whatever. <laughs> that is a mighty weird bet. You're right. That absolutely is a really weird bet. Um, whatever. It'll work. More than you know, actually. Um, anyways. Um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe Jilly's it works, it Maybe. We need to hey, we need to we need to give Jilly some homework. Yeah. You know, as I called mine for ages. Yeah. <laughs> Rogue saying they would win. <laughs> yes. And you know, Dark has a comment that you know this is um, um, it's an in, an interesting uh, insight into our. <laughs> I just clicked on that. That was silly. Um, on our friendship. Harking back to your your thing, your show with uh, Betas earlier. You and I started out very well as professional as fanfic ever gets. Okay. Um, you sent me stuff. I did it. And, um, you know, I sent it right back to you and it took a long, it took a long time to get, um, beyond that, I think. Now I have to Google book, um, butt cover because Julie apparently did this and (laughs) (laughs) apparently say we'll feed her to it. Yeah, <clears throat> the things people will put up on. I really am not talking about panties here, people. <clears throat> this. Oh, good lord! Oh my god! I'm gonna stop googling this in the middle of the show because that's just not. <laughs> that's not what I intended. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I think this is, you know, instead of don't cross the streams, don't click the links. 
Yeah. I don't even. Uh. I got nothing. I really don't. But, okay. Um, you want to go straight for randomness now? Do you think we've exhausted the rest of it? Nah. <laughs> I can't watch chat. More on word economy. Um, okay. Sometimes you write a whole paragraph when a sentence would do. Yes. When a sentence would serve your purpose. Sometimes you write a sentence when a single word would suit your purpose. That's a little harder. And... Often you are wordy because you are telling and not showing. That's hard to break. It is very hard to break. And I think that's part of what the uh, the challenge is trying to teach, even if it is by um, by hook or by, by crook. Because you can say Harry was really angry with with Ron, um, right? But then you could also True. say, "Fuck you, Ron," Harry said. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mission or accomplished. Growled. The reader knows, and Ron knows that Harry is furious with Ron. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's um. The, I think some of the, the best word economics that we've had are um, the ones where you you know we're, we're trying to get revenge in, you know, and normally you want to expound on at least me. I want to know what caused it, what the what the end result is going to be, what's what's going to happen next. I'm not going to lie. Some of them I really want to know what happened next, but. There are these satisfying little nuggets of mayhem and chaos and, and, you know, revenge. So, trying to make it so it all fits, that's, that's the hardest part, I guess. Huh. But, you know, I, I think okay, that if you train yourself out of telling, that it will help you a lot in um, figuring out. Yeah, see, that's a butt cover. I want a butt cover. Penobria has found a butt cover. And it is a I want a better butt cover, well, that though. I want him to have really... I want him to have a really good butt, though. He doesn't have a very good butt. I don't. Why am I clicking on that link? Why did I do that? It has anal butt plug in it. Anti-gay butt plug in it. Why did I click on it? I did. I clicked on it. Oh, God, don't click on that link. Anti-gay? Because if I was a gay man in Russia, I'd be totally on board with putting that in my ass. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) (sighs) 
mug with Putin's face on it came up during butt cover search. I really don't. But okay. <laughs> I don't really know where the logic came from that one. That butt cover, <laughs> and it's a better butt cover, but I would like a butt cover <laughs> with like either naked or maybe jeans. Really tight jeans over a Ooh. really nice oh, ass. Yeah. Yeah, but naked one bite. Mhm. <laughs> I'm just saying. So I, I want a butt cover. Um. Anyways. Um. But you know, I do think that uh, when you um, Julie said something really interesting in the chat room. Um, up in the earlier mm. when she said she editing down to the thousand words that it proved um that when she was editing and I found this too that you can. You, you realize that you've put things into your work that you really don't need to tell your story. So if you're having problems with word economics, a good way to do it would be to aim for a thousand. And if you go over a little bit, you go over a little bit, then you edit down to a thousand words as a way to teach you where your weaknesses are. Well, I mean, you know how I write, where I'll I'll do a combination nothing. of, huh? Nothing. I don't want to know. Um, <laughs> where I'll do a combination of handwriting it, and then I go back in and I type it, or mm-hmm. I'll use the, the the pens that I have and and um, do corrections. And for me, that's. In some ways, that works out better because as I'm going back through and making sure that you know I haven't basically put gobbledygook in when I'm when I'm doing this, it makes me actually pay attention to my words nowadays. And sometimes that means that's a butt cover. That's a very nice one. Um, sometimes that means you know fewer words and tighter. Um, that- that's such a um, terrible pun. Okay. Ass on the cover and the title is The Low Road. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fun. I'm and considering where the title sits, yes, actually, that's really bad. Because <laughs> that, that was a deliberate choice. A thorny issue pruning the roses. Now that's a butt. You can't that that that's a butt. That's maybe too close, but I'm not sure if I want that much butt. <laughs> well, you can just you know draw some string on it and give them a a, a G string or something, but you know. <sighs> I'm just saying that could be too much butt. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, that one's probably going to end up staying. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> okay. Butt covers are distracting. Yeah, I, I've. Yes, I they are. Got it. I need a butt cover. We both need butt covers. I think I think we need to, to, to request those. 
Now, I like that. Desert Run. I like that a lot. That that looks awesome. That's a that's that's a great book cover. Desert Run by Marshall Thornton. I'm digging it. Mhm. Well, I like this. I'm digging it. It hints at a lot of things. Team butt cover. I don't know if I want to go that far. <laughs> oh. Um, Dirk asks, why why does gay porn get the good covers? Romance novels are for women, but they usually have a half-naked girl on them. Because they want you to actually put yourself in the girl's place. I wish that was actually, um, that I believe that. But what you need to keep in mind, Dark, is that traditional publishing, no matter who is um, doing the buying, is a man's world. Mm, that's true. The big publishers are owned by men. The top dogs at the top, they're guys. A lot of the buying editors are women. The artists putting these covers together, a lot of them are men. That would probably be why most of the women I've seen on the on the covers are actually the more detailed ones, and the guys are kind of sketchy. Because they really are. They're, I mean, they're they're drawn in as as big deaf guys and and. But independent really publishers, um, especially those who publish a lot of gay erotica, are often women. Mm-hmm. Dream Spinner hmm. is run by a woman. Um, okay. Loose Ids run by a woman. Uh, Alora's Cave is run by a woman. Um, Are the biggest. Independent um, ebook seller online is run by a woman. Uh, Liquid Silver used to be run by a woman, and um, but it was bought out. Um, of course, my publisher is run by a woman. Cobblestone is run by a woman. Um, mm-hmm. um, let's see. There's a couple of others. Uh, Freya's Bauer is actually run by a woman. Bane is run by a man. Right? No, it's not. Nope. Really? Jim Bain is dead. Jim Bain is dead. Um, oh, oh, his oh, right. His ex-wife yeah, is running. Yeah. Okay. Um, his ex-wife is running it now uh, that I know. And um, she, she's got the controls. And they, they've been putting out, they've been putting out excellent stuff for years. So, going on here. Um, and that's as far as I know, that's the only major sci-fi publisher oh, that I know. Gosh. Just no, I went to no. the the Facebook chat room um, where Azure is, um, and she Don't posted a link, and I'm going to share it with you guys because I can't suffer this alone. <sighs> yeah. It's- but a giddin final days pounding ass by Dr. Chuck Tingle. <laughs> I'm not bashing this author. I think it's amazing. <laughs> I'm not even read it. I'm totally on board with the whole thing. <laughs> Azure is the first. The, 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 
the summary starts with what would you do if you could never pound another butt? Oh my gosh, I don't know what I would do. <laughs> I'm in love. <laughs> uh, I'm not on board with that God. bitch cover. That looks um painful. No orcs. <laughs> I'm just gonna put that out there. No uh, orcs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't ruin my whole butt cover fantasy, okay? <laughs> Although butt again might do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. Oh man! But there's no actual butt on this, and I think that's unfortunate. Why isn't there a butt on this cover? Because you're. If you were lucky, you'd get one of the triceratopses. That's his butt you would probably get. It's got five stars. Oh, my God. I have to read the reviews. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we prepared uh, it. Lost Moby Dick. Somebody compared dinosaur porn to uh, sperm whale angst? Moby, Moby Dick. Okie dokie. Oh. No. I have to look inside the book. I'm so fascinated. I am not reading Donald Trump erotica. No. I would rather read Taken by the T-Rex. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Which is why I gave, I I really honestly, and I don't like doing this to Jilly because I like Jilly lots, but I saw that and my reaction was the demon baby no. Oh, it's it's actually written first person. This is amazing. Oh God. It's got magic in it. Oh magic. He snapped his fingers and spells happened. There's magic. His name is Cover. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I don't wanna know where the butts come in though. Are they marching in or, or? They say Shang. He's bashful. How's he going to be bashful and pound ass at the same time? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure I'm on board with my characterization. I'll have to read it later to find that out. Okay, because all I just saw in my head was Disney's bashful from the Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. 
I was it, but again, I couldn't help myself. I'm gonna go back and read some more after the chat. I mean, after the podcast. <laughs> oh. Because I want to know what he's gonna do when he can't pound any more ass. I have to know. Inquiry lines. Oh, Apparently, his unicorn leaves him. What's left? Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, apparently it's Triceratops. Anywho, maybe it's a horn. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna have to dig in. Oh my god! But again, <laughs> we are so twisted. I regret nothing. I regret nothing. Um, what's really awesome about this kind of satire is that, um, oh, there's everything awesome about it. Oh, he has several. Oh, oh, he's the one. He's the one with the dinosaur billionaire. (laughs) Dr. Chuck T. I forgot. Helicopter man pounds dinosaur billionaire ass. I've been here before. (laughs) Apparently you enjoyed it. Uh, Sometimes sometimes you just have to um, have something really funny to laugh at, and you really can't beat um, the Space Raptor butt trilogy. (laughs) Nope. That one definitely takes the cake. For amazingness. And what's really interesting about these books is I have read um, the excerpts of um, the billionaire butt guy one. Um, and um, his prose is actually really good. <laughs> his craft is on, yeah. is on spot, I have to say. I'm not going <laughs> to... Uh, no, Azure no. is to love Azure <laughs> in all of her well, buttgeddon glory. Buttception, no buttception. <laughs> here, here's the thing. No buttception. <laughs> here's the thing. My dad, um, he and Azure, uh, by way of me actually filling everything out or, or typing everything in, have this purple prose habit. And it's horrible, and it's it's just I, I I I wince at it, and he thinks it's the greatest thing ever, and has so much fun um, exchanging purple prose with Az because he's actually asked when when uh, I'm over um, at their house playing cards. Is anybody in and would they like to do the purple prose thing? And Az is about the only one who will sit there and play. <laughs> and we start at A and we go all the way to Z and it's really bad when it's actually gets it's actually worse when my husband starts aiding and abetting my dad. And then everybody else gets to read it. One of these days I really should copy and paste that into a post and stick it up. Yeah, I think you totally should. Yeah. 
And Jilly comments, the alliteration is the scary part. It's worse than the prose. Yes, because you do A, every word is an, is starts with an A. B, every word starts with a B, and we flip back and forth between um, the letters. So it gets to be something. I just, one of these days I'm going to get my dad to write. I need the Buttergeddon link so I can put it on the um, podcast notes because someone is going to ask for it and I want to be I want it to be there for them. I want there to be no question of them finding the Buttergeddon. <laughs> there it is. What the hell is that? Barbara put something is. I don't want to know. I just don't understand how the buttergeddon happens. Does everybody die? <laughs> I have to find out because if somebody's alive, then there's ass to be pounded. <laughs> pounded. I don't understand. Yep. And Julie put up a, a sample of what my what my dad and Azure put up in in chat. Webster's weeping weapon was welcomed within Wilhelmina's writhing walls. Say that shit really fast, and it goes and it does go on for hours. They start with A and they end with Z. And what's really All sad is we're trying to play cards around this. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a window into our friendship with Azure. <laughs> yes. Paul's passion pearl passage pumping plumber's paste. What? Plumber's paste? Passion pole plumbed pearl's passage pumping plumber's paste. What the fuck is wrong with <laughs> I, I had said on um, the workshop that my husband w- was was helping me with my outline and um, technology and the advancement of technology and what one technology would feed into another, and he's, he's actually very good at that. And every once in a while we would stumble because there there would be a, a blank. And I'd go, oh, I could just make something up, you know, author Hanway of Destiny, and he would get this look on his face like, oh, my fucking God, what is wrong with you? And at one point he said, what are you from this planet? I said, thank you. I'm from outer space. <laughs> and so is Azure. <laughs> Azure is her own special, special, special planet. <sighs> uh, yeah. Let me try. Thomas tussled tactfully. I'm stuck already. <laughs> Thomas Thomas tussled tactfully. Tussled uh, Thomasina tactfully. <laughs> Thomas. Tussled tactfully to trans to, tra- to traverse Terry's twat. To, to traverse Terry's twat. That's too many T's. Um, 
I don't even. I don't even. I'm kind of stuck on uh-huh. Perth taste, though, perfectly honest. I mean, I'm not sure I'll get past that. <laughs> I don't think I will either. But this does go on for hours, and they're terrible, and mm-hmm. they're original. I yes, have never seen Esther actually um, repeat herself, which is a terrible kind of talent. I should set up a thread for her on Drug Trade and just let her go. <laughs> I did miss out on throbbing. Thomas is, Thomas is throbbing. Turgid throbbing, no less. Oh, no, 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 turgid, no turgid. Throbbing. Okay. Torpedo! (laughs) (laughs) Torpedo for the win. (sighs) Here's the thing. As as, as horrifically funny as as the alliterations are and the purple prose, and God, they're horrible some days, um, they do, you know, you do have to think about what words you're going to use and how you're going to use it. Oh, oh, not God. Bless you, Fuglehorn. Oh, God. So, but anyway, um, Lady Holder's dad is actually really good at it, too, which is craziness. Yeah. yeah. Because he keeps saying Your that he's, yeah, he's, he keeps saying he's not a writer, and he he's he's one of those guys who's actually a really really gifted um, storyteller when he's when he's telling you a story. Getting him to write, it's very difficult. Vinny's bent beam pole bloomed between. Does bouncing bottom bosom or bottom? Bottom. Bosom. That's a bosom. Bottom. No, I okay. think bottom works better. That sounds okay. dirtier. Yes, true it does. Tina <laughs> <laughs> taught Tomas's turgid Tomasin taught tower. I'm never going to say that one fast. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. I don't even know what to put on the radio show for that particular segment. Um, <laughs> next. Fine with butt covers. I did put the desire for butt covers, and I updated to include a link for buttageddon. Worn for Dark. purple pros. Look what you've done, Azure. <laughs> Wally's wrinkled willy rise was in Wilhelmina. Wilhelmina's a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, I need to learn some discretion, or 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 or, or <laughs> not discretion. Um, get some better choices Azure there. Azure has corrupted dark. It didn't take much. <sighs> Anyways, 
being more often used, season three of The Fall hits um, Netflix on October 29th. I found my post-it note for it. I'm going to put it on my mirror so I don't lose it. I'm super excited. I'm actually contemplating going on um, the CBS site and seeing if I can actually go read, uh, or not read, watch the next MacGyver. It should come on at midnight. It should be. Um, it should flip over at midnight. Okay. So that's um, just fifty-five minutes for me, but that's like um, I don't know what an hour for you. Three hours for me. Almost three. three. I think we've infected the whole of the horde. What do you think? I don't, you know, I don't. They'll be okay. I think so. If not, well. Or there'll be a whole red minion quarters with just this on it. I was actually contemplating starting one. I watched first episode of MacGyver. Um, I think it's going to even out. I really love the character of Jack Dalton. He's my favorite. Mm. Hmm. Oh God, he's the best one of the group. And yeah, yeah. Angus, little Angus needs a haircut. <laughs> but I love me some. They're Jack trying Dalton. too hard to get back. Totally yeah, they're, they're trying too hard. I mean. I don't think he was sexy. I never thought he was sexy on CSI, and I don't know why. But he is... Boomin? Oh, my goodness. I don't know what happened. Getting old. Older did him a favor. I don't even know what. Come on. Come on, George. You got hot on me. I don't even know what to do with myself. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. Nick Stokes was a goody-goody. He was he 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 was a, a good old Texas boy who was a cop and believed in law and order and did all this stuff wonderfully. And Jack Dalton's got a bit of the rogue in him, actually more than a bit of the rogue in him. And and he's and his razors disappear for long periods of time. And I'm just yeah. I, I'm on board. I'm on board with George. I I am I, yeah. I am totally on board with Jack Dalton. They could have named that show Jack Dalton. I'd be hell yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the other thing, honestly, is Jack. This Jack Dalton, unlike the original, is dangerous. He's dangerous, and, and he, oh, mm, and he's competent, even, and it's mm, competent. And yeah, it's I competent. now, now I'll, I'll give it to Nick Stokes. He was a competent man. It was very competent. But something about mm-hmm. him. Oh, something about George and this. Oh my goodness, George. Yep. My goodness. Look at you. <laughs> I want to cross him over with Tony Dinozo. It just hit me. <laughs> That's what I want. I want Jack Dalton, Tony Dinozo. Since I'm not an asshole who will demand somebody else write it for me, I'm making a note. <laughs> Yes, I am. Where's the notebook? Could that get any prettier? Oh, no, it could not. 
Nick Stokes was he blended. Jack Dalton will sit there and wave the, the flag of me, me, me. And I'm sorry, it may not be the most politically correct or nice thing, but watching him snipe three guys as Mac was trying to hot do. As fuck. <laughs> oh, God damn. Who loves you? That's right. <laughs> Who loves you, baby? It's like, hi <laughs> there. I was totally on board with Jack Dawson from that moment on. Yes. Yeah. That definitely. I I want it. Mm. Now, when it comes to Tony Dinozo pairings, I have three that I really, really super enjoy. And there's like no mm-hmm. thick. Well, there's like a, there's a little thick on it. Not much. Um, that is Tony and Steve McGarrett. Hell okay. yeah. Hell the fuck yeah. Um, it's Tony and Lovely Ian picture. Edgerton. You're welcome, fandom. <laughs> <laughs> you are so fucking um, and three I'm gonna say it right now. Tony Dinozo, Jack Dawson, where is it? Come on now. I have never actually watched Teen Wolf, so Peter Hale is not on my list. Um and actually since he's Kind of an asshole murderer, from what I understand from canon. I'm not really on board with mm-hmm. him on my list. Yeah, I'm not too bad about it either. No, that, that's too much hard and no. Um, that's grudge fucking right there, which I'm totally on board with, but not for a romance. Uh, yeah, the, the actor who plays Peter Hale is gorgeous, but the character is mm-hmm. a creep. I agree. Yeah, he plays him as that. Totally and completely. On the other hand, every time he and the guy and the guy who plays um, Chris Argent get together, you kind of look at him and you go, dude, who the fuck are you kidding? Uh, Dawson yeah. and Talent. Yeah, I could, yeah, I could, hell yeah, I could go there. (laughs) We should, like, totally do a mini challenge (laughs) where we pair Dawson (laughs) with everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go over the big short mini challenge. Challenge, Jack Dalton. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. I was thinking about doing some character challenges on the big short um, where um, you just get a single character's name and, you you know, that's your prompt. Mm-hmm. So we could do, um, we could have threads for uh, Rodney. We could have threads for John. We could have threads for Styles. Mm-hmm. Um, we could have threads for Jack Dalton and Tony Dinozo. <laughs> and, you know, and, oh, and yeah. Edgerton. um yeah, the, um, the character Big Short. So if you mm-hmm. guys think that would be a really cool idea, um, I can make a new forum and um, set up some character threads. I think that would just be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and it would, you know, expand the... Uh... It expands... He's not the normal character for most folks. 
what I could do is separate out the Big Short into its own forum off the mm-hmm. writer's table and then have um, <laughs> I think you're getting a list of people who they want to have in this thing <laughs> of course Tony of course I think it's just a really fun yeah. idea and that way it kind of opens up the um, the conversation about uh and like I could do what would be really cool is if we could have two different links. If we could do the word prompts at at five hundred to a thousand, and then do character prompts mm-hmm. from a thousand to two thousand. And that way, that would work. Um, you um you get some expansion, um, mm-hmm. and you can explore um because um because a character study is a little different than a word prompt. So you I'd want to give you guys a little bit more room, but not too much room. I would not do real people. Characters only. Um, characters only. Well, one of those characters that they're, they're mentioning in here, uh, Jake Jensen, is from The Losers. Um, and that's uh, Chris Evans played him in one of his roles before he was Captain America. And, yeah, that was a good role. <laughs> no, not Jensen Ackles. Dean Winchester, um, on the other hand, probably. Um, so Jake Jensen, that's not a name I remember, so I'm going to write that down. Um, Darcy Lewis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's what, what, that's what, I'm I'm really excited. I want to quit the show and go do this. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, yeah, we we still got 45 minutes. Um, <laughs> I think one of the the things that that I could do a picture me. because I have. While you bitches don't have upload privileges to the forum, I do. <laughs> Uh huh. <laughs> it actually would help in some ways, you know, the name and the picture of who the person is, because I'll be honest, some of the, the the characters I don't know. Although I've got, I know who most well, of these, these characters of, are. Uh, Jack Dalton being the um, the inspiration of this particular challenge, that he will be our first character, um, and we'll do. Okay. Um, I'll build uh, the challenges like once a week, but we'll okay. skip November. Um, so uh, Jack Dalton will be the first. For those of you who have not watched um, the new MacGyver, you can watch the first two episodes for free on CBS.com. Take your butt over there. Watch Jack Dalton. <laughs> and mm-hmm. MacGyver's in it too. <laughs> MacGyver's cute in a little boy way. Dalton. He's sweet. He's smoking. a cute kid. He's um he's a sweet, cute kid. Um mm-hmm. I was really relieved when I was watching it that my vibe for Jack and um MacGyver was really fatherly. Um I really don't think I'll be able to slash them. Um, which is good. 
for me because I didn't need another pairing. And I was really totally, completely fucking on board with Jack Dalton from, um, he had me at the first snipe. (laughs) Who loves you? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Where is... I want the third episode of MacGyver. I want the second one. (laughs) I'm going to do this. You know, and this is a really crazy thing. This has actually gotten me to... Here it is. Um actually open up and look at um, TV when I haven't looked at it in years. How's that so weird? So, okay, that's cute for something. I hate it when I get something awesome on my brain, and now I'm just like totally, that is all I'm thinking about. I have one too. I have to figure out how to how to get it. It's going to be one of the little ones. Um, no, I mean setting up the forum. I'm just I'm totally on board with this now. I don't want to do it myself. Well, you can put Jilly and I on, and and you can go you know do that while we sit here and and kvetch. <sighs> you know, it's it's really too bad that there's not a running um, screen capture of what's going on with chat when this thing's happening because I know, and, and and having listened to it, I know how horrible it is that you can't do it. And quite honestly, having listened to some of these that I've missed, um, the urge to talk back to the the the, um, the computer and refute stuff. Yeah, that's that's a difficult thing. I keep it open <laughs> open um open during the podcast because um a lot of times uh I'll have an idea because I think one of the best things about talking to other writers is that um mm-hmm. that you spark off each other and um. You know, it's just that's just what happens. The I've got my my notebooks and I've got my pens and yeah. I think actually the funnest time I had just sitting there and screwing around on the computer while listening to one of these was was the other night when I made you your nice little yes or no, and maybe I amended it to have maybe on there. Barbara asked me if um, people in the chat room inspire me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Mm -hmm. You never really know where it's going to come from, you know, um, how it's going to work, you know, what it will be. Um, It's just you don't know. Bitch-spiration. 
Yeah. Oh, my. That is inspiration. So I'm... I'm I'm kind of glad that some of the the um the actors who I enjoyed um when sorry they're pretty and dumb roles are are actually finding some better roles now. Oh. Um you, you haven't watched uh Blacklist, have you? I have not watched the Blacklist, no. no. It's on Netflix. I just can't. I don't know. I'm on the fence about it. You know, I have my moments. Well, the thing is, is I I started liking James Spader, who is, if I remember right, is in that one as Red Reddington. Um, I started liking him in Stargate. And followed him over to Boston Legal when my husband would watch it and I'd catch bits and pieces of it and stand there and watch him act and act beautifully. And I've caught bits and pieces of uh, Blacklist on, you know, stuff you see on uh, the commercials on YouTube or whatever. And he's a guy who he does menace so well when he, when he gets a chance. And it's so cool. And it's it's the shades of voice and, and the choosing of expressions and how he, he, he says things and where he puts his pauses. The actor version of, of picking your words wisely when you write. Um. Sometimes it's hard. When I'm writing fanfic, one of the things I notice every once in a while is I'll have the actual actor and character in my head as I'm as as I'm thinking of how things are working, and it's like, can I take what I what I can see them doing, and can I get it on paper? Can I make it work? And it's about the only time I really wish there was something you could stick in the middle of your forehead and just say, okay, and go, and have it be on the page. <laughs> And are you doing? Are you putting that thing together? Yes, I can't help myself. I have, I have, I have a thing. <laughs> I have a thing. I can't help myself. This is just the way I work. This is just who I am. And I believe you bitches are quite quiet. used to it. Yes, we are. I'll be, I'll be quiet. So I don't know what to call my word forum now. I don't know what to call my word challenge forum. Um. I don't know, one shots because they're one word. (laughs) (laughs) Depends on the cave. If it's that one cave where. Uh, they did the the 
You know, everybody's suggestions go straight to the gutter. <laughs> That's because I attract people who have really dirty minds. Yeah. I, I will cheerfully admit I scrape along the bottom some days. You know how your dog is apparently outside because he he thinks you're talking to him <laughs> and only him. Yeah, my, yeah. my cat. cat is. Yeah, my cat's standing at the door, uh, wanting to have the cat who's outside come in the house, and it's not going to happen because he's probably out doing something. For some reason, I've got one clip in my brain. It's not good because Who? I was like. The, um, when I went to rename my forum for the word challenge, all that came out was get wordy with it. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I can't be trusted to name things. <laughs> oh, <cute. laughs> Is this like getting jiggy with him? Oh, or I don't know. Oh, I got, I got it. Okay. I'm not sure that's how you spell that word though. Hold on, I have to Google. How many of you use your Google as spell check? Am I am I the only one? <laughs> nope, you're not. I totally use my Google as a spell check. It definitely um, saves the day sometimes. Okay. What in the devil? I have an issue. Hmm? I have an issue. Uh-oh, what's the issue? I can't move the forum. Oh, that sucks. Uh, I can move threads, though, so I have an option to... Um. Okay, I know what I can do. <laughs> okay. You know your spelling is bad when you type or you copy and paste whatever it is you just typed into Google and it goes, what? Oh, my God. Really? I don't know if this is true or not, but apparently you can now register to vote at a taco truck. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) See where that gets you. And I'm still waiting on my taco truck. I'm patient though. I'm super patient. Apparently, it's got a, it, it, it. It supposedly has an interactive map. There you go. 
Okay. Yeah, there are people at Taco Trucks registering people to vote. Hot damn. Bring it on. I'm going out with like, oh, by the way, I'm doing that, that um, I have a life routine thing tomorrow. Um, my mother and my sister and I are, are going sure? out to a women's expo. Yeah, it's kind of, I, I, I should do that every once in a while. But we're going out to the uh, to the women's expo, and last time Mom and I went, she had her fi- her feet red instead of her palms. It was her feet. So she had her feet red. Uh huh. <laughs> I don't. Okay. <laughs> yep. It was her feet. No, I didn't get it either, but yep. That was that was a legit happening. I don't need my feet red. I do need my feet fixed. So I do need a pedicure, which I'm I'm thinking about doing on my day tomorrow. The other thing about this Women's Expo that um, Mom and I like is they're nice enough to have samples of booze. Barbara and I went, too, at one point, a couple points, actually, a couple times she was here. And it was um, it was definitely awesome. Like a foot massage because my feet kill me. I mean, I have I have terrible feet problems, and um, I just I used to love a, a, a foot massage, and but I can't handle it now. It um, I end up where the point where I can't actually walk, so I can't I can't allow that Ooh. anymore. Much to my disappointment, because it feels great. Then thirty minutes later, I wish desperately that I had made a different life choice. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. It was October 11, 2015. It was a toe reading. I stand corrected. A toe reading. A toe yep. reading. My yep. mom would laugh. Mom, we're going to go to the Women's Expo and get your toe read. She'd be like, shut up. <laughs> yep. Although this is also the same woman who I was talking to her about writing a particular character that I had this character have a psychotic break because they had a second acid trip. And she said, wait, what do you mean a second acid trip? And I said, sometimes people who dropped acid um, when they were younger can have a second trip later in life. Mm -hmm. And she got this look on her face and she said, well, that's some bullshit. I never got a second trip. I so, got nothing. 
Yeah, she hasn't had her second one yet. <laughs> Give her time. My biggest shock, I guess you could say, um, was my parents telling me a couple years ago that they tried weed. And the reason it was a shock is because my parents, to put, to, to put it mildly, were very straight-laced when I was a kid. And very much, these are the rules, and, and you, you, you know, live within, within them, and, you know, okay, fine. I didn't have any problem with it. And then they told me when, and it's like, wait a second, I remember that night. What the hell? Yeah, it was a, it was a, things you don't expect that your parents tell you. <laughs> Let's see. I'm actually, the hell did I just see? Oh. I think I'm going to put that one back up again. You know, every once in a while, wandering around your um, timeline is fun because you find stuff. My timeline or your timeline? Because mine's sometimes kind of scary. (laughs) Mine get a little scary. I ain't gonna lie. Well, mine just had a fun one pop back up, and so I. Just shared that one again. Oh, God, no, Jeep. I don't think my mother ever explained that one. I don't think my dad did either. Thank God. I got an instruction manual. I figured it out on my own, mostly. Thank you, Paul. But if there is a conversation that I would regret having had with my mother it was the day I had to explain to her in the middle of a particularly um, full coffee shop the difference between felching and snowballing (laughs) well first I had to tell her what felching was and then she was like well then what's snowballing how the what, what where did you Hear this term, mother. Well, I watched the stepmom. Thank you, Julia Roberts. Uh-huh. Thank you, Julia Roberts, for the most awkward conversation I ever had to have with my own mother. Thank you. Oh, Zan. Oh, babe. No. Uh-uh. You, Belching you're is... You're on your own. Felching is sucking cum normally out of the anus after sex. Yep. Snowballing, and well, felching is you actually eat it, um, you consume it. Um, and snowballing is when you suck that cum out of somebody's orifice, usually the ass, and give it back to them in their mouth. Mm-hmm. 
literally ass to mouth, which we agree is no. Is no, no ass no, to mouth. Nope, nope. <laughs> You're welcome, Zan. <laughs> now I got to put a warning on my radio show. <laughs> yes, Jilly's right. Snowballing is normally after a blowjob, though. More commonly, yeah, but if you combine felching and you share the cum, it's snowballing. Snowballing yeah. is basically essentially sharing cum. Yep. Blech. The last 25 minutes <laughs> might scar you for life. That's all I'm putting on the warning. Listen at your own risk. <laughs> now, the first time I saw snowballing, it was um, felching plus snowballing. I was like, well, oh. what, what, no. come on now. Come on now. You know, we, I think we, I remember which is where my discussion. ass will comes from. Yeah. I Honestly, I think I had one of these discussions at the dinner table in the middle of a card game with my mother. Because she asked the question, what is this? And I looked at her and I said, do you really want the answer? We need to discuss your list because that's not actually accurate. Um, Cock to mouth, yes. Pussy to mouth, yes. Mouth to mouth, yes. Hand to mouth, it really depends on where that hand has been. Mm. If that hand has been nowhere... But where hand places go, and it's been washed recently, then yes, hand to mouth. But if that hand has been in somebody's orifice, namely their ass, no hand to mouth. <laughs> yeah, no. But essentially, because of the differences between um, uh, back, uh, bacteria in the anus, once something goes in the anus, it doesn't need to go anywhere else without being washed, whether it is the mouth or the vagina. So, ladies, if you're not aware, and you didn't know for certain, just to rest for you, don't let a man hit the back door and then come in the front. It will fuck you up. You'll be lucky if it's only a yeast infection that you get. The other way is fine. You can go vagina to ass, but you have to be careful with that because sometimes bacteria in the vagina can get into the anal cavity, and that can cause intestinal issues like diarrhea. Although, to be perfectly honest... Anal sex itself, semen, in that often causes um, diarrhea to begin with. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the things we learn. Jilly is abandoning. <laughs> She's abandoning ship. <laughs> I'm actually he jumps ship and goes for food. After that, whoo, you're a Spartan. <laughs> I actually was contemplating coffee after that. You know, what? Am I the only one that has that issue? Is that what? 
unique to me that the anal sex causes uh, diarrhea. No, it's been a while. Um, no, I mean, for me it was. It, it no, it never caused that. I don't remember it ha- uh, causing that. Now, now say she's a bit sore, but. A lot, and it doesn't have that doesn't have that problem. So maybe it's just you know um, I have encountered other women who've had that problem. So um, maybe it's just unique to you, and you won't know where you were on that spectrum until you've done it. One one of the things that that I found out about my mom is a her give a fuck is mostly broken. Um, the only time she ever tries to, to actually pay attention to it anymore is around my niece, um, mainly because we don't quite know how much or how far my niece has wandered into the darker sections of adulthood. Um, and we don't really want to lead her too far because she tends to flail like crazy and it's dangerous. Um, but <laughs> She'll blow off her chair and break something. <laughs> yes! No joke! Okay. But Good God, we got talking about that. About riding a threesome. Um, yeah. And uh, um, two, um, two men and a girl. It is super important that nothing that goes in the anus go in the vagina without a thorough washing. So, if... One character, like for instance, when I did um, Darkly Lowell, there is a scene where Harry has sex with both Hermione and Draco. Mm-hmm. He has intercourse with them both. I put Hermione first mm-hmm. for that very reason. Because otherwise, he would have had to have left the bed and taken a shower and cleaned his stuff mm-hmm. up before he went anywhere near her vagina. And I, I'm not even sure a cleansing charm would have been enough for me in my brain to cut to. To be on board with that, I think I would have had to make him get out of the bed and go take a shower <laughs> because it's just really. Scourgeify is not going to be enough. Um, done. I love Darkly Loyal, by the way. Just so you know, I love that little hum- every little bit of their homicidalness. Um, <laughs> It's fascinatingly fun in that way of how are they going to kill somebody next? Let's find out. Uh, When I did the threesome in Mating Hunt, I basically um, sidestepped that that issue of who does what where because once everybody was engaged, they didn't go and start playing wandering orifices. (laughs) I mean, it's just, they didn't, you know, they were in, they were done, and that's where they stayed, basically. Um, you know, if anybody could ever come up with an antibacterial scorchify, it would be Hermione. Someone needs to, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, the, this is about the one time that I seriously wish uh, magic worked because there'd be a couple people who I would hit with the Scorchify. It would just be like a kindness. Like a truck. Like? Like a truck. Mm-hmm. I would hit so many people like a truck with these things because <sighs> public service announcement. Hand sanitizer is awesome. It is great, but it is not a replacement for soap and getting your hands wet and washing them thoroughly and drying them in the fucking bathroom after you go. After you, if you're in a public bathroom and you don't go to the sink and wash your hands, you're a nasty motherfucker. Because I go to the sink, I wash my hands, I go back to my table, I pull out a bottle of hand sanitizer and sanitize my hands because of people who don't actually fucking wash their hands. What the fuck? Donald Trump needs to scourgeify to the mouth. Forget the face. Oh, no, the face does, too, because it might take off the fake tan. Oh, but what's underneath it? You just don't know what he's hiding. Sometimes it's better not to know. Uh, I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, it might take off the hair. Okay, so I have rearranged the Big Short um, forum. I've moved the threads into... Um, the single word prompts is now called variations on a theme, and the character prompts will be called variations on a character. I thought that was kind of fun. Oh, okay, got it. And it is the second form. It's above the writer's table. Um. <laughs> no, we can't do a piercing term. <laughs> Let's not say such things in my chat room or on my podcast. I don't need a visit from um, government-type people. Yes. Um, Okay, there's something going on in the chat room that I think is really funny. Zan says, I was just reading that his wives never poop in front of him, which is all sorts of weird. And Julie responds, why would you poop in front of your husband? I'm going to be perfectly honest about this particular topic. I have not closed the bathroom door to go to the bathroom for any event, whether it be menstruation, number one, number two, a mixture of the two, the flu. The only time I actually close the bathroom door in my house is because um, it's cold and I got the bathroom heater on. And I'm naked and out of the shower. So my husband mm-hmm. has seen me do everything. Yeah, pretty much. The only time I legitimately close the bathroom door anymore is um, when he's home and I'm getting up at 4.30 in the morning and he's sleeping. And that's me being at least nice enough not to rudely wake him up. (laughs) Jilly's boarding the nope tray (laughs) and heading to fuck that town. (laughs) Okay. I know. I mean, it's just 
Um, there's a um, there's a moment in relationships when you're when you've been with somebody for a long period of time, when that's just not something that it doesn't ping the radar anymore. Not for me. I mean, um, it's just not something that. Let's be frank. I oh, have that man's God. in my mouth. I, he has no mysteries for me. Mm-mm. I've been with my husband almost 20 years now. There's just... My whole reaction to it is basically... Eh. <laughs> Not only, but we will have discussions about it if there's a health issue. Well, how does your poop look? <laughs> that one we don't do. Although... Well, you know... I mean, do you think there's blood there? You know, are you sick? You know, is, you know. I actually managed to freak my husband. I mean, this is just something that, I mean. Yeah. I managed there to was freak my husband out. My husband was really, really sick when I shouted to him, "Oh, my boundaries back!" But <laughs> 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 terrible. If there was an apocalypse in that bathroom. <laughs> I I completely managed to freak my husband out one day, and I absolutely did not do it on purpose. Um, my husband likes beets, so being the loving, supportive, and culinary talented wife, I made him borscht. Now I used purple beets, the red purple beets that that stuff that's a beautiful color, and the borscht was red. He ate. I can already he, tell. He, I think. <laughs> so weird, he ate two and a half Perfect. He ate two and a half bowls of that stuff and num yummied all the way down. Three hours later, he screamed. Babe, it's like, <laughs> honey, can you come here? Oh my god. No, actually, that wasn't it. He's like, honey, we got a problem. I got to go to the doctor. What? <laughs> he explained the issue. I'm not going to get into the graphics. And I looked at him. I said, you have borscht. And, yeah. So, to this day, he's never again had borscht. <laughs> And that's the extent of that story. <laughs> <laughs> I made uh, <laughs> over at my sister's house, and I made some um, sugar cookies, and I used food dye in them, and I dyed them um, red. <laughs> The next day, she calls me laughing her ass off because all of her kids have come to her to tell her that they have a problem. <laughs> they have a number two problem because they think they're bleeding. And she was like, dudes, you ate three dozens of Santa cookies yesterday that were all dyed red. <laughs> I said, next year I'm making Grinches. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> they were all convinced they were dying. Yeah. 
Toot, toot to you guys, too. But, no, I mean, you know, there comes a point in the marriage when there's just absolutely no, um, just boundaries that don't exist. I mean, just. Oh, my my husband does have one funny boundary. Um, It's really funny. Uh, Every time he catches me putting in a tampon, he freaks out. (laughs) He's oh, whoa. (laughs) Turns around. (laughs) Yeah, mine does the same thing. Fortunately, he was spared the whole um, trial by fire that was the um, the Diva Cup. But um, oh. although he did ask why half the lube was gone, and I was like, "Well, I had this Diva Cup thing," and he goes, "What's a Diva Cup?" I said, "It's some menstruation cup. You put it in um, until I catch the blood." He's like, "Stop! I'll get some at the store." <laughs> he was done. He was done. He didn't, he didn't know anymore. No, I'm done. Okay. Uh. You know. So I put on the podcast warning the last twenty five minutes of this. Might um, scare you for um, um, scar you for life. I feel like that's an appropriate warning. Do you guys agree? I think it is too. It's I think very it windy. Is utterly appropriate. I I guess the thing is is there's 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 very little that shocks me anymore. There's very little that that makes me twitch. Um, this doesn't do anything other than make me giggle. So I don't know what that says about me. That Weird and I are definitely good friends, yes. Could very well be. Yes. The problem is, Jilly comments that Jesus is hiding. Yeah, probably. Ooh. One of the biggest, mm. um, most awesome writing tools I have in my life today is Google Drive. I love my Google Drive. I have my Google Drive on my phone. I have my Google Drive on my tablet. I have it on my computer and on my laptop and my writings with me wherever I go. And I can review things and um, it's just awesome. I, um, mm-hmm. I'm totally on board with, on the Google Drive train. I mean, it's just it really. Um, It really, <laughs> it really keeps me connected with my work, and I don't have to um, 
I can leave the house with just a small notebook now, and I feel like I have my work with me because it's on my phone and it's on my tablet. It's on my my my, my Kindle Fire, um, and I've installed uh, the Word app on my Kindle Fire after I finally got Google on there, um, so I could get my Google Drive. And um, uh, it's just it's it's awesome. I I totally love it. Um, I have Dropbox too, uh, and I I tried OneDrive and um, no, I have OneDrive and I tried Dropbox. And I have sync issues with both um, that I don't have with Google. And so I just, you know, I'm totally on board the Google train when, I'm, when it comes to the drive. It's just, it's awesome. And also, because I do keep all my writing on there, I feel like it's really safe. Mm-hmm. And because I do keep it on multiple devices and it's downloaded on multiple devices, I don't have that um, fear I used to have of, of of losing my work, and we're down to ninety seconds. So that was just my yeah, totally off topic discussion. <laughs> and every once in a while, it's nice because with Google Drive, you can actually you know decide you want to share an item. If you have something you know that somebody you, you want an opinion on, you can drop it in. So you know that's that's a nice little thing. Yeah, tomorrow. Um, Maybe I'll make a list of um, writing tools and programs and stuff that I use, and that can be a podcast. Um, if Julie doesn't have a life, she can help me. <laughs> yes, and, and, and she can she can see if she can traumatize it, the rest of us because I yeah that happens. <laughs> Julie has no life, so so she's on board with that. Anyway, we'll catch you guys later. Say good night. Good night. <laughs>